The Boilermakers are one week, three practices into spring practice under first-year coach Ryan Walters. What are we learning? Let's break it down on Gold and Black Radio. I'm Kyle Charters, Tom Deanhart in a moment, but first this. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Tom, three practices uh, here in the spring in the books for the Boilermakers. They'll get at it again, obviously, this week. You've been able to watch a little bit of practice the first 30 minutes or so, a few periods, but a little bit of individual drills and maybe some things that you can make some observations about, which, of course, you then write in your deep dives there at goldenblack.com. What, what's been your general impression from what you've seen uh, about the Boilermakers here through the first week? Yeah, I tell you, Kyle, they uh, obviously have the new uh, schemes on both sides of the ball. And um, I think it's always noteworthy just by who's not out there in the spring. And, and you can, as you know, I haven't covered this stuff a long time. Can't read too much in anything you really see in the spring from a personnel standpoint. Um, there, there are going to be some guys we're probably not going to see very little of or, or, or if at all as they're coming off injuries from last year. And Garrett, you know, Garrett Miller, the tight end, nose tackle to Marge Lewis. I'd be shocked if, he, if we see much of Brock Thompson at all. Um, he's another one, Daniel Johnson, the offensive tackle. So, yeah, there's some guys like that who probably could be key cogs in the fall that we're probably going to see very little of. So, great opportunity for others to step up and shine. So, that's always noteworthy. And, you know, Kyle, for the first time uh, since he's been a boilermaker, we talked to Hudson Card last week. So, I'm going to have a big story on Hudson. I'll post here shortly. And just it seems like a very engaging young man. And, and the hopes all hang with, with number one, Kyle. I mean, without a doubt, there is absolutely no quarterback competition. Not a yeah. real shock, really, but it's, it's, it's Hudson Card's team. They're going to sink or swim as he goes. And I just think, my friend, it's going to be imperative that the pre-boilermakers keep him healthy. Yeah, it does seem that way. I mean, he's the guy with experience, and there's just not any uh, after him. Uh, I mean, what, what's been your impression, A, of talking to him, 
uh, B of sort of being able to see him throw the ball around a little bit, though obviously not in a mm-hmm. in a real you know game or scrimmage like situation. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it looks like he's got uh, throws a nice ball. I mean, uh, physically, there's nothing really remarkable about him um, from a height weight standpoint. If you walked into the room, you wouldn't turn your head and and look at that guy and go, my gosh, look at that specimen. Um, but again, just a little bit, we see him practice through the first six periods, Kyle. He looks like he does throw the ball well. We're talking to T.J. Sheffield. He talked about his over-the-shoulder pass being one that he thinks Hudson throws remarkably well. Uh, Hudson Carr talked about his mobility, of course. I think we all know Kyle in this offense, as if as in all modern offenses, right? Quarterback almost has to be able to improvise you know, execute some plays with his feet, extend plays with his feet. And again, that's going to be a component of this offense. And uh, by all, by all accounts, Hudson Carter is very much an athlete who can, who can take care of that. Again, he just weighs 200 pounds though, Kyle, and you start running around a lot. Uh, we all know you're going to get hit. So, um, but again, I, I think he checks all the boxes. He has some experience What he started five games in three years at Texas. So yeah, I think he's going to be what the doctor ordered here offensively. I will say this, though, too, Kyle, wide receiver, talked a little bit about Brock Thompson, mentioned T.J. Sheffield. You know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of veterans back, but I still think, Kyle, there's a real lack of a true alpha number one wide receiver. Yeah. Any Anything new with, with Milton, right? I know we talked about <clears throat> Milton last week and maybe the chance that he could work his way back into being eligible and eligible at uh, at Purdue. Uh, probably nothing new here just in, in a week, but I, I would imagine that that is something that everyone's sort of keeping their eye on. Yeah, he, he, he's, he, he's, he's, on, he's on campus, Kyle. I had two people tell me that this weekend, two people who should know, and I, I heard he's even sleeping on the couches of teammates <laughs> and uh, trying to get eligible. I also was told, well, you, to somebody who should know, is, is he going to make it? And I was just told, I was just told your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> so there we are. This this sounds like it's a saga that's going to not play out probably until what? The end of the semester, obviously, May, June. We'll get word on if, if Milton Wright indeed makes it back to be a Boilermaker. Milton Wright or no Milton Wright, I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue pursues a top-shelf running back in the portal. Or I should say a top-shelf wide receiver in the portal here, Kyle. Yeah. Um, so keep that on your radar. No, no big shock or revelation there. But no offense to Mershon Rice, to Sheffield, to Abdur Rahman Yassin, to Brock Thompson, you know, any of those veterans. They're all solid receivers. But like I said, I don't think there's a true takeoff the top of a defense type of receiver that, that you always need like Charlie Jones kind of provided last year, Kyle. So uh, I don't think you can bank on Milton Wright making it. So obviously, I think – the staff's going to look at the portal here, especially when the guys really start jumping in here later, see if maybe they can fish out a guy they could promise that that number one alpha spot too. We'll talk about uh, some portal needs here in just a moment <laughs> because those those become more clear, I think, when you've watched your team and, and been able mm-hmm. to see what you have and maybe more importantly what you don't have. So here in a minute we'll talk uh, a little bit about uh, maybe what your sense is for or where Purdue thinks its priorities are, you know, maybe maybe one area that it turns out Purdue has some needs is is along the defensive front because I'm interested. You know, you've been reporting on it in your deep dives uh, each practice, sort of 
where everyone settles in between defensive end, defensive tackle, inside linebacker, the buck and the fox, yeah, all of that, and sort of what personnel Purdue has, where they will put those players, uh, you know, who are the outside linebackers, all of those uh, sort of questions, and it does seem like that's going to be of, of primary importance here to this defense during the spring. Yeah, well, that outside linebacker spot, uh, those are the guys that will flank the line. They will be aligned on the line of scrimmage uh, with two ends and then a nose tackle to give you a five-man front that they always talk about as a staff. Like you said, Kyle Wanna being a box, which lines to the field side, the wide side of the field, the other the buck lining up to the short side of the boundary. So on Saturday, there were just four guys working with that unit and their coach, Joe Denis and Kyle. Um, you know, Cordae Sidner was out there. Nick Carraway was another one. Will Helt, and I'm drawing a blank on, on the fourth. But obviously, Kyden Jenkins isn't out there. He's a guy that there was a picture of this winter who had his arm in a sling. So I think obviously he had some procedure on his shoulder, I'm guessing. We'll be interested to see if we see much of him this spring. That's another guy to add to your list of potential absentees all spring long. So Jenkins wasn't out there. Scotty Humpage, too, Kyle, was not out there. He's, he hasn't been out there all spring. He's been a guy that dealt with a lot of little things last year, I was told. So those are two other guys that would be in the equation. But, again, just four were really working out there uh, on Saturday. And that, I, I get the sense that's a key spot in this defense. So. Watch that develop in the interior. I think they're I think they're in pretty good shape at nose tackle um, with Amada Day and, and then Cole Brevard. You know, Demarjee Lewis will be out there as well at nose at some point. And even the true freshman, Jamar, Jamar, yeah, Jamarian Harkless, if they get him healthy and if he's ready to go. I think the one spot up front you got to watch is defensive end. Kyle, in this defense, they're almost really like defensive tackles. Think of them, think of them like tackles. Yeah. Bigger body, bigger anchor type of guys. So I think that's a spot when you look at the you look at the depth chart, you look at the personnel. Kyle, it looks solid. I I I I just get the sense maybe it could use a boost. Yeah, it seems like those spots uh, that you mentioned, and then you know in the secondary are the spots that really. Yeah. You know, if you look at what Ryan Walters has done, uh, both at Illinois and before, that those are some some key positions uh, for this defense. Anything new at cornerback that you have seen? Yeah, just, you know, just very much a work in progress. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. We've talked before about we've, – we've talked about our, our, our sense of the, – the, the fact we think both, – both of us think there's a real sense of urgency there at cornerback. And I think most observers would agree. You know, Jamari Brown, after that, Kyle, it really sort of falls off a cliff, um, to be frank. And Jamari Brown himself – is a solid cornerback. I, I just think there's a real need there for, golly, two at least two more guys, maybe three. Now, remember, they are getting the kids from Stanford, Salim Turner Muhammad, who committed this winter, but is still he, he's still in California finishing up his schoolwork. So he won't get her until the summer. So they got one guy coming who could be a starter caliber corner, but I think they need at least two more corners out of, out of the portal. At least if I was a coach, I, I guess I'd feel better that way let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk a little bit more about those portal needs uh we'll do that coming up next this is golden black radio designing and building since 1968 tnw has changed the way people think about construction tnw's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry 
Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, as, as we talked about earlier, uh, you know, once you've gone through some of these practices, I think, you know, maybe it becomes more clear what your team needs. You, you might have had an inkling uh, going in, uh, like I'm sure Ryan Walters did, about, like you said, cornerback, maybe about wide receiver. Those thoughts are probably solidified once you've actually seen what you have out on the field. So what do you think, uh, you know, from your observations or from what you've heard around the program, what do you think some of the the major portal needs will be for Purdue here uh, in the offseason, probably once spring practices come to a close? Yeah, again, I, I think cornerback, like we, we've said, is, is the number one priority. Um, I think they want to get somebody, I, I would guess, at that defensive end spot to, to sort of bolster that position. Um, inside linebacker, I think maybe you could see a portal addition. You know, you guys got, yeah, you know, Clyde Washington, Jacob Wahlberg, OC Brothers, or more of your veteran guys. Working on on at those two inside spots at this point, I think maybe you could use an injection, maybe athleticism, and kind of like you said too, the staff's trying to figure out who really fits what they want to do. Yeah, and I think the staff is going to be just blunt, frank, and honest with these guys and say, "Look, Kyle Charles, we don't think you're a fit for what we want to do here on defense." And then they're, they're going to lay their cards on the table and yeah. let you know. And I'm not saying they're going to chase you off, but they're, they're, they're just going to give you the reality. And let you make a decision. I would, I would think so. So again, this we're only three practices in here, and they're still trying to really get a good look at these guys in uniform on the field, really playing football. So those are some spots I think defensively on offense. Kyle, you know, wide receiver. Again, I think they need a, a true number one guy, a true star, a true take the top off of a defense type of wide receiver who can really stretch a stretch a defense, you know, vertically. And uh, I think I think the offensive line's in pretty good shape. They they made some additions there already. And running back, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised that maybe they, they try to dip in and get a get a veteran running back to help out Devin Mockett. Now we know Dylan Downing's back. We know Tyrone Tracy's auditioning at, at running back this spring as well, and they got a couple of youngsters. But again, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe that's a spot that they look to as well, and, and maybe kicker. Um, Kyle, do you want to go into the fall without a kicker who's ever attempted a field goal in college? That's where they're at right now. Or would you rather try to find somebody like another Mitchell Fenron, just who's actually done it in an actual game? So that's a spot to look. And they're obviously watching those kickers very closely right now. One of the guys isn't in practice, and Julio Macias, he's going to be a redshirt freshman next year. He had hip surgery, so he's not going to be out there all spring. They would probably take a quarterback if, if a veteran quarterback who yes. started a couple of games showed up on their doorstep. There you go, Kyle. You're exactly right. I should have mentioned quarterback. That's a conundrum. I think without a doubt they would take a quarterback. Again, the conundrum there being we all know the quarterbacks in the portal don't want to jump to a situation where they don't think they can play or start, right? And the situation that produced pretty much, you know, it's 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 a – it's set in stone, man. The die is cast. Hudson Card is the number one quarterback. So if you're coming to Purdue as a quarterback from the portal, you are going to be his backup. Can they find a guy that wants to be happy in that role? That's going to be the key. But without a doubt, Kyle, I think they would. They probably wouldn't mind 
getting a veteran there. Maybe, maybe Brady Allen really impresses him this, this, this spring. But, again, he's awfully young, and I think we all know our injuries going football. I think if you're a staff, you really would like to have some type of a backup who's really he's taking a few snaps in college in a game. Yeah, no doubt. We don't talk a lot of uh, preferred walk-ons often unless there is a reason to do so. There is a reason to do so with Luke Jones. He's the younger brother of, of Charlie Jones. He commits to the Boilermakers over the weekend. Uh, I mean, an intriguing preferred walk-on, clearly, because Charlie Jones, <laughs> we know, coming out of high school, did not have uh, a ton of, of offers and turned himself into a really good football player and one that's likely to get an opportunity in the NFL. What can you tell me about uh, his younger brother, yeah, well, uh, Charlie bet on himself a couple of times, and it paid off handsomely. Remember, he had to walk on at Iowa when he left Buffalo initially. So he took a gamble. They walked away from a scholarship at Buffalo to be a walk-on at Iowa, and that worked out swimmingly for Charlie Jones. What, five years later, six years later, here comes Luke Jones. Um, You know, he, he, he even looks like Charlie. Not a shock, I guess. He even sounds like Charlie. <laughs> not, not a shock. And he's fast. You know, his his coach, he went to East Coast. It's called, it's called, it was East Coast Prep. The school out in Massachusetts for a postgraduate year this last fall. So sort of honed his skills out there. He's ready to go. He'll get here in late May, he told me. And uh, yeah, just as from his skill set wise, you know, a lot like Charlie. You know, you hate to put pressure on a kid and say, here's the next Charlie Jones. But yeah, obviously everybody's going to expect that. So you hope it works out for the kid. But why not? I mean, like I said, just from my very little interactions with him, the very little highlights I've seen of him. He looks good. You know, we'll see how hard he works and uh, how he picks up the offense once he gets here this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right. I mean, if he can, yeah. if he can develop uh, like his brother and then, then certainly that would be a, a big get. So it seems, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like, uh, seems like the new staff has built a bit of, re- a bit of momentum in recruiting, which is what you want when you're a first year staff. I mean, that's the whole, yeah. the whole goal. Right. And uh, I don't know if, you know, that, that has equated somewhat into commitments, but more than that, I think is the quality of guy they're getting to come out uh, to spring practices. I mean, it seems like they're getting uh, some high quality prospects coming out to, to spring practices now need to convert at some point, those guys into commitments, but the first step is getting them on, getting them on campus, letting them see your practice, uh, getting them in camp this summer, things like that. Right. Yeah, you've been through this road, Kyle. You know, that's it's like if, if you have a store just wanting to get foot traffic in, right? Yeah. Uh, once you get them there, that's you got to get them there to really make the sale. And recruiting is the same way. If you get them on campus, you got a much better chance to, to make your sales pitch and they can see and touch and feel your product. So you're right. They've, from a star's standpoint, you know, the guys who has been bringing in here, you know, kind of make you raise your eyebrows and be a little bit impressed. They've got five commitments so far, Kyle. They got a a three-star big offensive lineman from Ohio last week, Jaden Ball. So um, off to a nice start. And this last week they had a, a couple guys come in and, and, and watch some practices. A very uh, decorated cornerback from Michigan, Jalen Todd, visited last week. Elijah King, this big 6'5 rusher out from outside of Columbus, Ohio, was in. Uh, so, yeah, they've uh, – and another big defensive end, J.J. Hammonds from, from Wayne, Ohio. So, yeah, they're uh, – I think they're they really have the attention, especially of defensive recruits, because of Ryan Walters when he talked to these kids, especially the secondary guys, Kyle. That was his area of expertise, obviously, what he coached, where he really hung his hat as an assistant. 
And uh, so he, I think he has a chance to get some real high-end DBs coming in here and just defensively overall. And again, Graham Harrell's offense has a lot of appeal too. So um, there's just a lot of intrigue. And Kyle, there's just a different vibe around the program. You hear that from the, the, the veterans and even the recruits. Uh, uh, they seem to be able to connect pretty easily with, with this relatively young staff. So just a new dynamic and maybe it'll be fruitful on the recruiting trail for them too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they need players, uh, whether they're veteran ones through the portal or, or, or young ones through traditional recruiting. Um, so it's got to strike early on, no doubt. I mean, that's what a good uh, staff is able to do is build some early momentum. Uh, saw it with Jeff Brom and hopefully seeing it with Ryan Walters as well. Hey, thanks, Tom. You got it, buddy. Be good podcast for this week uh, thanks to our sponsors as always if you do like the podcast please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app leave us a comment as well all right that'll do it for our show for tom deanhardt i'm kyle churners thanks for listening this is golden black radio